welcome to Credo on Radio Maria. I'm Maria and today we are welcoming back our special guest Sarah Morgan who last week began a short series taking us deeper into the Mass. So Sarah welcome back it's great to have you here. Thank you Maria such a joy to be back. Fantastic. So last week Sarah shared with us her experiences of the Mass taking us all the way from taking part in the Mass as a young girl growing up in Ireland all the way to the present day. So Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself again, maybe to any new listeners who are joining us today um, and tell us what you will be sharing with us? Yes, of course. So my name is Sarah. I'm 28. I currently live in Brighton. I work full time as a barista and I am a lover of Jesus and his church and the mass and the beach and reading and music. And I think the funniest movie ever made was Shrek 2. So that's that's a little bit about me. I, I, I like what you selected in that short summary. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Well, would you like to begin with a prayer today? Yes, absolutely. Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the gift of your love and your mercy. Just pray that you would be with us in this next hour as we talk about the Mass and how we can love you more at Mass and in the Eucharist. Please open our hearts and our minds to experience your love more at Mass. And Mother Mary, please pray for us and bring us to the altar of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So um, today we're, we're going into practical tips about engaging with the Mass. So how do you go about it before you've even arrived at Mass? What Talk us through what you do. Yes, absolutely. So I think that in order to engage with the Mass a little bit more, it absolutely starts before you even get there. And But before I kind of get into that, I really want to give an encouragement to anyone listening that my heart for these practical tips is not to feel not to like fill people with like anxiety or shame or think that I have to do all these things like a tick boxing exercise in order to like be worthy or in order to like fit in a box so that I can go to mass absolutely not that is so not true that's not what I want this to be at all and just an encouragement and a reminder the truth is that everyone is welcome in our father's house. You can come to your father's house anytime, no matter what you've done, no matter how long it may have been since your last time at mass or whether you've never been before, no matter what you're wearing or what you're going through or how connected or disconnected you feel to the Lord, that you can come to your father's house anytime. That is really on my heart. And I just want everyone to feel encouraged by that. And just that my hope for this particular episode is like, particularly as a cradle Catholic, you know, how can I just do these little things that can help me engage with it? Like we are human beings, we're physical creatures. How do I engage with it in all of my senses? Uh, that's really where my heart is at. So yeah, you can definitely start engaging with the mass before you even show up. So I think I've got a few things on my list, so let's just let's just crack on and jump right in. So I think the first thing I would say would be to read the readings before you get to Mass. So when you go to Mass, like, yes, we get fed by the Eucharist, but also we get fed by the Word of God. 
the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, says that in the book of Hebrews. So I suppose a question would be, like, am I allowing myself to be fed by the word? And like this, the gospel the other day, was it just on Sunday, was like the sower, like, you know, when you go to mass and I'm listening to the readings, like, okay, it might get like sown, but because I haven't maybe really engaged with it, it's not going to bear any fruit. Mm-hmm. So am I allowing myself time and meditation with the word of God? So yeah, I would really encourage to read the readings before you even get to mass and to carve out time for that. And something that I really love about being Catholic is like the readings, like everywhere in the whole world, everyone's reading the same thing. I think that is so cool. You're like connected with the whole world, like at mass. So I think that's really beautiful. And yeah, definitely read the readings before you get to mass. That'd be my first little tip. Uh, A really good little thing is the Magnificat. I actually bought uh, a subscription for my sisters a couple of years ago and they really enjoyed it and it really helped them engage with the mass because they would bring their Magnificat with them so they could follow along. And yeah, maybe you might like to read at mass as well, like read the readings as you're listening. You can also do it on your phone, but like, I don't, I don't always like to bring my phone to mass. I like to leave it at home so I can just have a minute without my phone taking over my life. And funny story. So a few months ago, I had my phone with me at mass. I was with my sister in Scotland and all of our family. We went to mass. I went to open up my phone to get the readings to follow along. My niece was sitting beside me. I was going to share with her. And I opened up the wrong thing and a video started playing. Oh, no. (laughs) Talk about like a Catholic disaster. It was the worst. Um, Dare I ask what video? (laughs) It was just, oh, it actually, (laughs) it was from Instagram, my friend's birthday party at karaoke. So not ideal. Okay. So music. (laughs) So if you bring your phone to mass you know you open up those apps at your own risk um so you know you've been warned (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so read the readings definitely so something else as well that really impacted me when i kind of had my conversion uh at 18 so i'm like a critical catholic had like a conversion experience of the love of god at 18 and i did this thing called net where it's like two years of full-time mission in Australia, living in community, running retreats. And a big culture on this mission team was wearing your Sunday best. And that really impacted me big time. And Sunday, I started to become really excited about picking my outfit for a Sunday and it being extra special and just a little bit more like dressed up instead of just like maybe jeans and a t-shirt that I maybe would have worn. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sunday became set apart and that was reflected in what I was wearing. And yeah, that really stayed with me ever since. And for me, it's been actually really healing as a woman and really healing for my identity as a daughter, really healing for my femininity to make an effort when I go to mass that, I'm wearing like a dress or a skirt or just like making more of an effort. And again, please like hear this as like, it's not a judgmental thing. Like I can feel like maybe people might take this the wrong way, but you know what? This is just what's on my heart. Like I think a question that I started to ask myself was, 
is my outfit reflecting the event that I am attending? That's really what mm -hmm. the question was on my heart. And, you know, when I worked at a school, so like they had a pretty, like a pretty decent, like uh, uh, dress code. I worked at a school, so you had to be very smart. You know, I was a staff member and I realized I was making way more of an effort with my outfits when I would go to work rather than when I would go to mass. And I just had this experience of the Holy Spirit really inviting me to be more thoughtful about what I wore. Again, it's not a judgmental thing. And I know it was from the Holy Spirit because it was invitational. There was no shame. And he, the Holy Spirit just was inviting me to be more thoughtful. Uh, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I can... I can say for myself, I've never looked at it in that way. So that's, yeah, mm. something I'm going to think about next time. Oh, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm great. And that. I sometimes find it difficult to talk about this because I feel like I'm going to offend everyone <laughs> in this world we live in. I feel like, oh, I know maybe I'm just too worried about what people think about me. But for me and my own personal journey, uh, it's just really impacted me how I engage with the mass and you know, I particularly on a Sunday, like on the weekdays, I will be a little bit more cash, uh, but I'll still maybe wear like a dress or a skirt. But on a Sunday, like I will wear a really lovely dress and like I'll like what I feel like I'm doing is I'm dressing up for my beloved. Like if I was going on a date or if I was going out for a lovely meal or like a really lovely event, then I would dress up to reflect the event. Mm -hmm. And if I really believe that mass is the source of, and summit of my faith, if I really believe that I'm going to meet the King of Kings, is my outfit reflecting that? And I find it like, I think particularly as a, as a woman, and I'm like, get excited to dress up for Jesus. Like, <laughs> that might sound really cheesy, but I know that's just how I relate with the Lord. You know, I'll put on like nice jewelry and make my hair nice and wear a nice dress. And yeah. It actually really helps me engage with the dignity and the reverence that the mass has. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I just, my hope for saying that is just an encouragement and an invitation to anyone listening is that does my outfit reflect the event that I'm attending? Um, so yeah, I just want to leave it at that. And uh, maybe if people want to ponder that, go for it. Um, yeah, so... That's kind of like beforehand and as well, just giving yourself time to arrive on time and not be in a rush. Uh, I feel like this is like really basic. I think this one is, but maybe some people need to hear this. <laughs> There's people in my family, I swear, will be late for their own funeral. I'm like, I do think it is like a personality trait where some people are just late for everything. Um, I'm not one of those people. I am like early for everything in life. But I think particularly when it comes to the mass, like, am I giving myself time so I'm not super stressed out so that I can just come in and sit and just like breathe and just have a few minutes to prepare myself physically and mentally and spiritually for about, for what's about to happen in front of me. And, uh, you know, Pope Francis, he a few, quite a few years ago, I think it was like 2017, I was reading it. He talked about this exact thing. And he said, like, give yourself time to come into mass and like, don't make it a thing where a time for, um, what did he say? For idle chit chat. I thought that was really good. Like, it's not really the time to talk to Betty in the pew behind you about your day trip last week. Like that can wait. 
you know, are you giving the Lord space and time to prepare, you know, your heart, you're about to receive him. Um, and what do you do in that time when you're waiting for the mass to begin? Very good question. So I really recommend getting yourself like a little prayer book, uh, like a little uh, mass booklet. I mean, you can find them like everywhere, just like hop online or I literally have this thing. It's called a simple prayer book. And it really is what it says on the tin. So really amazing. I kind of bring it everywhere with me. It's got like a morning prayer, evening prayer, rosary, all these like little different prayers. And there's a really good chunk of it that's dedicated to the mass. So prayers before mass and after mass. And some of them are really simple and short and some of them are a little bit longer. So I think that's really helpful, maybe depending on what you feel like you can engage in or, um, yeah. So I will either just take some deep breaths, just like collect myself. Uh, I have a real, I go to a really beautiful parish and they have a really beautiful altar and a really beautiful cross. So sometimes I might just look at the cross and just reflect on, uh, the Lord's sacrifice for me. And I'm about to receive his body and his blood. Uh, or if I feel like my brain, I'm finding it really hard to just like engage with mental prayer, then I will get my little booklet and I will recite a prayer in the booklet, which is mega helpful. Um, and a really famous one is the prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, I just think that the wording of it is really beautiful. I feel like I just want to read a little bit of it. Yeah, please do. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a little bit long. But St. Thomas Aquinas, this is what the prayer that he wrote. It says, I come sick to the doctor of life, unclean to the fountain of mercy, blind to the radiance of eternal light, poor and needy to the Lord of heaven and earth. Lord, in your generosity, heal my sickness. Wash away my defilement. Enlighten my blindness. Enrich my poverty and clothe my nakedness. May I receive the bread of angels, the King of kings and Lord of lords with humble reverence, with purity and faith, with repentance and love and the determined purpose that will bring to me my salvation. I just think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's even, that's only just like a little bit. So sometimes I might pray that and I'll pray it really slowly. And like, sometimes I might not even get through the whole thing. Cause like maybe just a line will really sit with me. Um, yeah. Or even just asking our lady to help you and asking your guardian angel uh, to pray for you and intercede for you when you're at mass to help you to make a good communion, to help you focus. Like, you know, maybe you're just not in a good space. You're tired, you're distracted, anxious what you know what, however you're feeling uh a ask the lord for help and like ask the saints and the angels to help you as well because they're all there uh and, and they love us and they want to help us and pray for us so yeah i would definitely recommend that for sure um yeah and the i have a sort of little sometimes i go to the traditional latin mass and i've got a little latin mass booklet and they have really beautiful prayers at the start as well and it just has a little quote from Pope St. Pius, I think it's the 10th. I, what's X? I don't know Roman numerals. Is that five? 
That is 10, I think. 10? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, St. Pope Pius. I know you're in heaven. Pray for me. Don't know what number you are. Um, well, he says, don't pray at Holy Mass, but pray the Holy Mass. Oh, wow. So good, right? Yeah. So Yeah, that's that's definitely food for thought. So on yeah, that, should we, should we take a break and listen to a song? Yes, absolutely. Great. So now we're going to listen to The Father's House by Corey Ashbury. Enjoy. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over. My story's just begun And failure won't define me Cause that's what my father does Yeah, failure won't define me Cause that's what my father does
Hello and welcome back to Radio Maria. We're here with Sarah Morgan, who is taking us deeper into the mass. So, Sarah, you um, before before the song, you told us about um, your what you do before entering into the mass. What do you do when the mass begins? I remember last week you telling us that your favourite part of the whole mass is the moment when the priest gives the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, what do you do at that moment? Yes. Uh, I do remember that. I, yeah, I kept thinking about it when I was at mass this week. I was like, this really is great. And I love, I think it's called the collect. I could be wrong, but there's always just like a little like opening prayer before uh, the first readings and stuff. I really love that. I just, the Lord has really, ever, since my conversion, like encouraged me to just really open my ears at the mass and to really pick up these beautiful things that I feel like I missed almost my whole life. So I really love, like, I think it's called the opening collect. I could be very wrong, so maybe don't quote me on it. But, yeah, I love that bit. Uh, so when I am actually at Mass, something that I try to do is be aware of my body language. So body language is really important, and it's really powerful, and it can really affect how we feel, and it can really affect how we engage with things. And so I just try to make sure that I'm like sitting upright and that I'm not like slouching. I don't cross my arms. I kind of have a posture of openness and I find that that really helps me. And even just things like, like, uh, yeah, like not slouching on the pew, like it's my sofa in the living room. Yeah. Just being a little bit more aware of like, I'm in the presence of the Lord and I'm, Yes, I'm in my father's house and everyone is welcome. But again, trying to have a posture of openness. I find that really helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, something that probably anyone listening at the moment probably has already realized that I have like my mind runs at like a million miles an hour, like all day, every day. So I find it really helpful to have a prayer rope that I pray with, uh, a.k.a. or fiddle with while I'm praying with it. Um, and sometimes if I'm particularly distracted or if my mind is very anxious or I can't really seem to settle my mind down, having a prayer rope with me at mass really helps me. And I like to use the Jesus prayer. Uh, have you ever heard of the Jesus prayer? I've not. What's oh, it's so prayer? beautiful. So it's really simple. And it just, this is, this is all it is. So Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it is a really powerful prayer and it has really impacted my spiritual life. And I particularly find it helpful at the mass when I'm, but I particularly find it helpful when I'm feeling disengaged and when particularly if I'm distracted mm -hmm. uh, or if my mind can't seem to settle down. So if you're anything like me with a very active mind, I really encourage getting like, even just like rosary beads or a prayer bracelet or prayer rope, you might find that really helpful. Can you explain what the, the prayer rope is like? Describe it to us. Well, uh, you can see it on the video, but I mean, obviously our listeners can't see it, unfortunately. Um, it has a name and it's really, uh, it's totally escaped me. It's like an orthodox thing and it has a super groovy name. I promise next week I'll have the name for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my friend got me this in Slovakia um, and... Yeah, so when whoever has made this has prayed with it while they've made it, 
which is really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is really beautiful. And it just lo- it just looks like it's just like made of rope and like obviously you wear it on your wrist, so it just looks like a bracelet. Um, but oh, yeah. I actually have a little assistant here who's just told me a prayer rope. Could it be a comboskini? Does that sound familiar? Yes, it's I think great, it is that. I know it begins with like a C. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I find it really, really. I'm yeah. I'm using it now. Well, you're gonna I have speak, to come up with another well, word to draw people yeah. into returning next week you know <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'll think of something else um so yeah i find that mega helpful and also so i find it really helpful actually to pray in tongues when i'm at mass so i find it really helpful that it just helps me engage on more of a spiritual level and like just to be super duper clear if you're praying in tongues at mass, it should not distract anyone. Like nobody should hear it. It should be like almost inaudible. Um, and maybe for those listeners or maybe are not super aware of what like the gift of tongues is. So uh, there's two, I suppose you could say two types of gift of tongues. So in Pentecost, we read in the book of Acts that uh, when the church was born, the Holy Spirit came down and Uh, the apostles received the gift of tongues and they could speak to people uh, in foreign languages and lots of different people from from different places could understand them. So that's one type of gift of tongues is being able to speak to people in a foreign tongue and they understand. And that's A, in scripture, uh, and B, it's recorded all throughout church history. All different types of saints have experienced this gift. Uh, Off the top of my head, I know St. Francis Xavier experienced that. Um, yeah, but there's also, uh, uh, so St. Paul in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, hmm, I can't remember the verse, but I know it's in the book of Corinthians. So he talks about different types of spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit. And one of them is the gift of tongues. And it's like, some people like to describe it as almost like quote unquote angelic tongues. So a way that I like to describe it to people is, first of all, sometimes the human language and just the English dictionary is not enough to express praise and love and honor to the Lord. And it helps uh, maybe people and his the faithful to go beyond language uh, and kind of almost the, the barrier of just basic language. And then another way that I like to describe it to people is like sometimes to express yourself, you don't even use proper words. So if it's really cold and you get into a nice warm bath, what do you say? You don't say, wow, this is so nice and warm. You go, ah, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or like if you're jumping in the ocean, like I, you know, I went swimming uh, in May. I went pretty, a little bit early this year and it was flipping freezing. So, you know, I was making all sorts of weird noises that were not in the English dictionary because it was so cold. Um, so that's a way I like to describe the gift of tongues to people. Uh, yeah, and then obviously it's in scripture where we see all throughout the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit, um, you know, is doing his thing and people are getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Normally the first thing that we would see in the book of Acts being manifested is the gift of tongues. Um, so yeah, it's a really beautiful gift. If you feel like you want to know more about it, you know, just read the scriptures uh and also ask the holy spirit for the gift if you want he loves to give his children good things uh so the reason i sometimes pray in tongues at mass is because it engages my whole self 
when I am praying in tongues, uh, like I'm not distracted. Uh, it helps me fully engage spiritually uh, with the Lord and it helps me be more attentive with what's going on at Mass. I find for me personally, it does not take away what's, what, what's happening at Mass. And I absolutely do not make it audible so that I'm distracting other people. So I want to make that really clear. Um, do yeah. You, does that help you during the moments of silence in the mass? Or do you do this during prayers that are said out loud? Oh, that's a good question. No, it's more, uh, it would be more uh, when prayers are being said out loud. Okay. Uh, but sometimes in the bits of silence, I maybe will. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Kind of just depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I find it helpful for me to be more focused. Um, yeah, again, my my mind is, I have a very active mind. <laughs> and sometimes it's just running very quickly and I need to have some things there to help me be a bit more focused. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at my notes. What else did I say? Oh, yeah. So um, if maybe you're finding yourself like being a bit... Uh, like judgmental because to be totally honest so a few years ago um i kind of fell into this kind of unhealthy pattern of um getting really caught up with like negative news in the church and like um to be honest being quite judgmental and thinking that i knew best thinking that i knew (laughs) what the church should be doing and this person should not be doing that this person should be doing that and what people were called like you know what bishops and people were commenting on and just I got really like sucked into like the negative news culture mm-hmm. um and well by God's grace and God's mercy and actually a really good priest uh kind of challenged me in a very good and holy way and a very fatherly way um just about my attitude uh and what I was engaging in um yeah by the Lord's mercy I kind of like came out of that um but it was something that I like really struggled with for a little while and just like the judgment in my heart. So if you maybe feel like you struggle with that, um, then just pray. Like if you're, what helped me was if I find myself being judgmental that I would stop myself and then I would start praying for that person immediately. Um, so maybe just to be totally honest, that's just where I was at a few years ago. Um, that might help someone out there who maybe struggles with that um in their heart that's really um, interesting so it sounds like you actively changed like the, the way you viewed what you were thinking of yeah 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 yeah. absolutely because it well the fruit of it like we know jesus says we know things by their fruit don't we and the only fruit that that was bringing in my life was negativity mm-hmm. judgment pride anger uh and ego thinking that i knew best and i was mm-hmm. better uh and that is not off the lord at all mm-hmm. so um yeah and then even just like you know if you maybe are struggling like with your priest or the parish priest or whoever is, is saying the mass that day, like, are you praying for your priest? Uh, the Lord really like, again, in an invitational way, there was never, there's no shame in Christ, but like, I, I, do I pray for, do I pray for the priests? Like, do I pray for our priests? Like, my goodness, they need, they need, they need prayers and, and mercy and protection. And, um, Am I just making things harder for them by judging them in my heart and being harsh? Uh, so, yeah, that's really been a, my heart has really shifted in the last few years without having a much softer heart for priests and, and praying for them. And look, you know what? We're all human. Like maybe the priest, like 
the homily that Sunday is just really not vibing. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, maybe just open up your heart and be like, I'm sure there is one thing I can take away from this. Mm -hmm. um, and if you really genuinely think there isn't one thing, well, then at least you, you can pray for the priest. Um, and you can pray that the Lord would bless him and protect him. So, yeah. Great suggestion. Thank you. Shall yeah. we take another song break? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so the next song we have is Oh Come to the Altar by Elevation Worship. What made you choose this song? Oh, this song is so beautiful. Uh, I try to pick songs today that had a bit of more of like a mass theme. Um, yeah, I think I think this song and the lyrics uh, just make it like very apparent that like anyone can come to the altar and like, that the altar is healing and that the altar um, is where you will find life. And yeah, it's just a beautiful song. Great. So, oh, come to the altar. Enjoy. Are you hurting and broken within? is calling Have you come to the end of yourself Do you thirst for a drink from the well Jesus is calling Welcome to the altar The Father's
Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Credo on Radio Maria. That was Oh Come to the Altar by Elevation Worship. And we have Sarah Morgan here um, taking us deeper into the mass. Um, before I hand back to Sarah, I just want to open the phone line. If anyone has any questions they'd like to ask Sarah, any questions about the mass, then give us a call on 01223-375-564. Um, and we'll, we'll put you on air. You can ask a question, anything to Sarah. Um, so Sarah, thanks so much for telling us firstly about what you do before the mass, during the mass. What about after the mass closes? Yeah, great question. So before before I kind of get to like when Mass actually finishes, I kind of wanted to talk about going up to receive Holy Communion because that is like the pinnacle of life, uh, you know, life itself and also the pinnacle of the Mass. So yeah, I suppose just like an encouragement and like to offer the question of like when I'm walking up to receive Communion, like what is the disposition of my heart when I am walking up to receive the Lord Like, am I just walking up the line as if I'm lining up for my McDonald's? Like, you know, am I, am I focused? Is my heart engaged? Like, am I praying? Am I asking our lady and the, and the angels to help me make a good communion? Like, what is the disposition of my heart? Because the reality is like walking up to receive Holy Communion, like you are walking up to receive the King of Kings, like your beloved, you're about to become one with him. Like there's no one in this life that you're going to be so intimate with as as you are going to be with with the lord when when you receive him um i can't remember which saint it was that said this um but he said if there was anything better that the lord if there was something better than the eucharist that the lord could have given us he would have given it to us already i can't remember which saint said that um you know there is nothing better than the lord can offer us than the gift of his own body so yeah, just an encouragement of when you're walking up and also to like not be rushed. Like, like it's okay. Like take your time. Like you don't have to be in a rush. Like it's all right. Um, yeah, just an encouragement for that. Like I particularly felt, we talked about this, about COVID and like weird mass life, weird COVID life in the episode before. And I really felt like with COVID coming back after mass, I felt so rushed and that I was like, oh, they just have to like quickly receive communion and like run back to my pew and just like get it over and done with because of COVID. Um, and it took me or like quite a while to kind of come out of that and and relearn how to take my time receiving communion. So really encourage people, uh, yeah, to just take your time. What is the disposition of my heart receiving the Lord? Um, and yeah, and just... And just going back to your period and like sitting down and like, and just trying to quiet your mind and your heart and just to remember the truth that like you are now a temple, like you are a temple of the Holy Spirit and the, and the Lord is really dwelling in your body. Like you are one with him, like with the King of Kings, with your beloved. Um, and just allowing the Lord to minister to you, allowing him to heal you and love you and to really receive the gift of his body and Again, if you feel like you actually, you don't, you don't have to have fancy words, like just be with him. Like that's also something that we can learn is like learning to be with the Lord. We don't have to have fancy words all the time. Um, But if you feel like having a prayer written out would help you, then that's why, like I suggested, like a little prayer book um, with like little, little prayers that can help you. Um, 
yeah, where, where's my little thingy? Some of these prayers, they're like so simple and they're so beautiful. So I've got my little book. So um, this one says, oh, Jesus, my God, my creator, I adore you because from your hands I came and with you I am to be happy forever. That's just so mm. simple and so mm. beautiful. You know, it doesn't, yeah. Or just like, Jesus, I love you. I love you with all my heart. Help me to love you more and more. Yeah, simple but really beautiful. Um, yeah, sometimes these short prayers seem to um, seem to get to the point. <laughs> yeah, totally right. Yeah, less is more. You know, um, and as well, um, I really felt as well. Like, if there's any priests listening to this, a I love you and and God bless you. Thank you for for your vocation. Um, and also, what I kind of wanted to say was like, priests, if you're listening to this, please don't be afraid of giving your flock more silence. Like after communion, um, silence is so powerful and it is so healing. Um, and like that bit, like where, like, so everyone like receives Holy Communion and where everyone's sitting down and then, you know, there might be a bit of silence, like before, like the closing bit, like before mass finishes. Um, yeah, I suppose I just really want to encourage like any priest listening, like, please give us more time. Like, please give us a few more minutes of silence. And I think that people underestimate the power uh, of silence and just sitting with the Lord after we receive him in Holy Communion. Um, and just so that people can ponder what actually just took place. Um, and as well, like life is just so hectic. Life is so busy. It's chaotic. And this might be the only bit of peace and tranquility that like people get in their week. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah give us more silence i love it there's a community that i know um and they do like 15 minutes of silence after receiving holy communion wow. in the mass isn't that amazing i'm like sign me up i think that's so beautiful um so i don't i you know i don't think everyone needs to do 15 minutes all the time but that's like a specific community but um yeah that's interesting because actually in this this modern life it's hard to get any time with silence and you look yeah. at your day really there's, yeah there's background noise there's we're constantly moving rushing around so yeah i guess making the most of that that period once you've received the eucharist to yeah. just sit there in his presence yeah absolutely yeah there's been some times where i've been at mass where i am literally like oh my gosh no like it's already coming to an end like i just <laughs> i just need to ponder a little bit more like what's going on um and this is kind of like my final point which is like an encouragement that you don't have to rush off just as soon as like the priest gives you the final blessing um you know uh just an encouragement just to sit and like and be and again not just like using that as your exit straight out the door straight away or like the cue to like turn around to the person behind you and start having a chin wag like um yeah just a real encouragement to like that like a church would be an actual like the house of prayer like god's house would be a house of prayer um and also just to like give the people the space and the time to to reflect and pray um yeah that would be my encouragement well again i know life happens like you know I was visiting my family. It was like last year. And like, we had to leave the second mass finished because she was about to get a, a ticket on her car, you know, for parking. Um, you know, I get it. Things happen. It's life. Sometimes you have to, or you have to go to something or whatever. Um, but I'm talking about like, like your, your normal way, your habitual way. Um, I would really encourage people um, 
yeah, just to give yourself a few minutes just to ponder that you've just received the Lord um, and let him heal you and love you. Um, and again, there's so many amazing prayers like St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Bonaventure. They've got, um, both of them have written really beautiful prayers for after you receive Holy Communion. And like, they're a little bit longer. So I think they're really nice that you can, you can sit with it. You can like digest it and they have like really beautiful words so they can like kind of help you Mm -hmm. uh, engage with the prayer a little bit more. Um, I think it's something else that's really good. Like after mass, like if you maybe go to mass with your family, uh, just asking everyone, like what was something that God spoke to you today in mass? Uh, you know, what stood out for you today? Or yeah, what did the Lord say to you in Mass? And it becoming an opportunity for everyone to uh, reflect together and to uh, and to process it out loud. And, you know, I really try and do this when I go to Mass with my nieces and nephews. They're, they're still quite young. And my gosh, they really blow me away. Like never underestimate kids and what they are taking in and like what they are receiving at the mass, like the things that they say and like what, how the Lord speaks to them in mass is so beautiful. So, um, yeah, I would encourage that. And also like, again, like, you know, not dive, not having a culture of negativity being like ripping apart the praise homily or ripping apart the, the music ministry for that day. Or, you know, gosh, you see that lady and her baby was so loud. Like, you know, maybe just try to have uh, an attitude of positivity and an attitude of of love and mercy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really easy to focus on the on the little things that didn't go quite to plan, rather than look at the yeah and put and push away all the all the great things that have just mm. happened. Mm. Mm. Yeah, great. Well, well, thanks for that, Sarah. Shall we listen to another song? Yes, absolutely. I can't remember what's next. <laughs> um, uh, so next up, we're going to listen to Riley Clemens singing Church Pew. But before we jump into the song, I want to once again invite any listeners to call in if you have any questions for Sarah um, on 01223375564. So um, we'll rejoin after this song. Enjoy. church pew same way that i always do every sunday morning since i was a kid and for some reason i couldn't help thinking about the tales that bench could tell of people who sat here just like this people full of faith people full Trying their best to figure it all out Church views, they've got stories they got so much that they've seen The best of saints, the worst of sinners And every bit of in between We all come for different reasons But Lord knows we all need Jesus Church 
You're listening to Credo. If you have any questions for Sarah, give us a call on 01223-375-564. That's 01223-375-564. listening to Credo on Radio Maria. We have a caller in. We have Helena on the phone. Helena, any questions for Sarah? Uh, yes, yes. Um, earlier in the program, she was talking about uh, books, uh, uh, books uh, for prayers and whatnot. I was wondering for if she had any suggestions for people that find books distracting um are there does she have any pictures or, or anything that we can do visually um to prepare ourselves and to pray during with praying with the mask as she so nicely put it great question Helena. thank you wow what a good question so like visual aid to help you engage with the mass is that kind of the question yeah well, especially for uh uh for those uh, i've got a heavy sun that one, one of them, uh, when he starts reading, he just wants to read more. The other one uh, might have a bit of dyslexia, so he doesn't, the mm. letters don't, he frustrates him. So I mm-hmm. think both of them would be doing better if it wasn't worded, prayer, or there's some other kind of visual or physical thing that they could channel their focus so they prepare themselves. Yeah, wow, that is such a good question. Uh, I currently don't have kids. Please, God, one day I will. That would be amazing. Um, But I think what I see my sister doing is, I mean, it's like a bit of a classic, like the good old uh, little Catholic mass book for her. Her youngest, my sister's youngest, is only like three or four. And it's just like a really big, beautiful book. Um, Just... um, it walks you through the mass in in lots of pictures. So I have no clue where she got it, um, but that really helps my niece. Uh, she really loves that. And I guess as well, like maybe introducing like kids to icons, um, like icons and having holy images at home and stuff. Um, I know that kind of just came to my head. I mean, I, I guess I don't have kids, so I don't know. Um, but I I am definitely a visual learner and visual aid really helps me. And I'm really lucky that my church is very visually beautiful. So 
just praying with the crucifix I find really helpful. Um, I don't know if a, I may never underestimate children and their faith and their gift, um, like the gift of faith they have. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could, could I make a suggestion as well? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, so uh, walking to church, even if you have to drive and park in the parking lot, if there's a garden to the church or something, or if there's a path you need to take, um, identifying certain parts in the garden or on that path, kind of making your own stations of the cross or or pilgrimage way to the church can also help you get deeper and deeper into it. For instance, uh, when I'm walking, I have pinpoints to my parish where I'm like, oh, now I'm turning onto the main road. And so now I'm this far away. So let me start thinking about Jesus. The next step is uh, let me start focusing on the creator. Let me start focusing on that way. I can, as I physically get closer, my mind tunes in physically, physically. So when I enter the building, then I've got, bam, the crucifix there. I'm like, whoa, here I am, ready ready for you. So that's just one uh, physical way as well, visually, to help prepare yourself for math. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing. This is really, yeah, really thank, cool. Thank you so much for coming on Radio Maria. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you, Helena. Great to have you on. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Sarah. It's been um, it's been lovely listening to you share your your tips on how we can really engage with the mass, whether that's during the mass or before we even arrive, and how we can really stay in the presence of the Lord right until the end and after after the final blessing. Um, I wonder, would you would you mind sharing? Um, would you mind doing a final prayer with us? Yes, of course, absolutely. Let's pray. I feel like an Our Father is a great way to finish. And just, yes. just before you do, actually, just I just want to remind our listeners that Sarah will be joining us again next week at the same time. So tune in to to go a little bit more, a little bit even deeper into the maths. Yes, absolutely. Do come back next week. We'll be a little bit more like diving into like scripture and tradition. What does the church say? The catechism, lives of the saints, some epic saint stories. I love a good saint story. Fantastic. Uh, you know, people levitating, you know, so come back for that. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Amazing. Let's close with an Our Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.